1: All right, my guest today on the A-Game podcast is Corey Geary, the king of Novation Nation, and now soon to be the king of crypto. So this guy's a good dude. So I, I met him at uh, Family Mastermind. Shout out again to Matt Andrews, meeting a lot of good people through there. And I knew him. I followed him on social media. He worked with Sonia Ray. Heard a lot of really good things and uh, went up and said, what's up to him? And the dude was just like, hey, here's my phone number. Let's connect. And uh, so we texted him. I asked him if he wanted to come on, and he was awesome. He came on twice. I messed up one of the other ones. Um, but just a good dude, real, real cool guy, which sees what you get, no BS, no nonsense, like, good dude, smart dude, knows his stuff. And I didn't even know he was so into the crypto thing. But some of you guys that are crypto people are looking to diversify, you're going to hear some really interesting stuff. So definitely stick around for the end. So we talk all about novations. How to get more deals, how to rebuild yourself. A crazy story about the losses he had, how he rebuilt himself, the mindset behind it. And then, actually, the ins and outs of what innovation is, how to do innovation, who you need on innovation, how you get those people together, the pros and cons, the common mistakes, pivoting into to crypto and how he's using crypto right now to time it and move it in and actually time the market with the crypto market to the real estate market and find ways to do like passive income strategy with crypto that I had no idea he was doing. He's partnering with Robert Allen. Talk all about all that different stuff. Uh, shout out to David Olds. We definitely talk about easy REI closings. If you are interested in doing novations, sub twos, uh, seller financing, or you just need a national title company that knows how to do the paperwork, that knows how to get the deals done, look under the affiliates link in this uh, nicknicknick.com slash links. Under affiliates, you'll see a link to get a discount for David Olds and his easy REI closings. Highly recommended as you hear from Corey. Unsolicited. He uses them, he loves them. Who doesn't like David Olds? The guy's the man. So, Hopefully you guys get something out of that. And of course, please go on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, for all the ways to subscribe to this podcast. We get amazing people like Corey and David Olds and all these guys that come on and give you free information, high-level people, high-level operators, multi-multi-millionaires, and they come on here for free and they're willing to give that information. And the only fee for that is to subscribe to the podcast. If you get a minute, please leave some feedback and everything on there. You're going to see all the ways to connect with me on social media while you're on that site, nickandnick.com slash links. While you're there, please follow Instagram, follow Facebook, follow, subscribe to our YouTube. And when I post clips, I'm going to close probably three or four clips from this episode, like I do with every episode. And when you see it, please share it, tag a friend. Takes two seconds. You guys are scrolling on social media anyway. Hit the like button, hit the share button, search me out if I'm not popping up on your, your algorithm. So I start popping up a little bit more at Nick Invest. Again, you'll see my and all this stuff through nicknicknick.com slash links and just post something on there. like Corey know you saw it, you appreciate it. Ask him some questions, leave him some love, leave him some feedback, ask him questions about crypto, ask him questions about novations. But I definitely let him know he's on there because then he's going to know that you guys are seeing it, you're appreciating it, and more people are going to want to come on and do the same thing. Big thing here is I want to do real estate together, especially now, more than ever, there's some great deals coming in. Text me 516-540-5733, 516-540-5733, or just DM me on any of the social platforms. Text me the word or DM me the word real estate. When you do that, I'll know to take a look for it. My assistant will see it. She'll shoot it over to me. And then we can have a conversation. If you want to buy properties from me, if you want to sell properties to me, or... If you would like to start some conversation, because you did not even know what you want to do, and maybe we can partner together on some level, do it through there. And last but certainly not least, go on NickNickNick.com/slash/biggerpockets for a free checklist on all the ways to bring value to your buyers. If you are a real estate agent, real estate wholesaler, or real estate broker, definitely go on there and get your free checklists. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, and I owe you one, Corey Geary awesome guy thank you for coming on again thank you for being a great guy about all this stuff and uh just dropping an amazing episode man looking forward to it he's on my my one of my favorite people this right now definitely go on the show notes please follow him please support him check out his mastermind follow him on social media send him some love send him some confidence and you guys have a fantastic day a game podcast all right my guest today once again a former blackjack, new-term real estate investor and entrepreneur fighting out of Arizona. He has overcome extreme financial, personal, professional obstacles over the years to come out on top. He's battled the hardships and addictions and now is known as one of the most innovative and sought-after real estate educators and investors in the nation. He is one of the top oil and gas guys, as well as crypto, which we're gonna dig really deep into. A very interesting topic right now. And he's found his niche as the Novation expert nationwide. He now leads Novation Nation, where he teaches others how to execute this amazing strategy and more ways to put deals in your pipeline with more profits per deal. He is a father, a husband, a fellow family mastermind member, and more importantly, our guest today on the A-Game podcast, the amazing, um, so patient, Corey, Gary, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I've been watching this though forever, man. It's really nice to have you on. Hey,
0: Nick, thank you so much. It's truly a pleasure and a blessing to be here today feel like you kind of like oversold me in that introduction, man. It's absolutely awesome. Thank you
1: so much. No, definitely, man. If anything, I undersold you, man, especially now <laughs> I'm getting to know you a little bit. You are you are a good person and a great investor, man, so I'm very happy to have you on. But for people who maybe haven't had the pleasure of meeting you quite yet or don't know your background, can you give me a little bit of a 30,000-foot view of who you are and where you came from?
0: Absolutely, man. So uh got into the real estate back in 2015-16. Before that, I was a blackjack dealer. And as a blackjack dealer, man, for 16 years, and the reason why I was in that, uh, that trade so long was because I just got complacent and I was drifting through life. You make really good money as a dealer. It's, I always compare it to being like a, high, uh, a high-end nightclub bartender. And uh, so, you know, you make really good money over six figures. And so I, I, I basically was just drifting through life, partying it up, and I uh, got complacent. Um, but I was able to save some money. So that was a good part. And I was actually at home one day, and we're watching that show, Flip or Flop, with Tarek Al Musa. Most people who uh, are in real estate know the show, and it's actually got what got most people started, including myself. So I'm watching that show, and I'm there with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was a part-time blackjack dealer and a part-time realtor. And she goes, why don't you flip a house so I can list it? And I was like okay, Uh, I I got money in the bank. I'm like, it seems easy enough. You know, in 30 minutes, these guys are making $80,000. Well, how hard can it be, right? You go in there and you put a little construction to a house and then then you flip it and make money. So I wake up the next day, actually, and I'm running around my neighborhood on my morning run. And I see one of those signs, those bandit signs. You see them all over the place. And it says, uh, fix and flip, buy price, 250, ARV, 350. I stop on my morning run. I buy that house. It takes me eight. It takes me six months, and I made eight thousand dollars. That was my very first fix and flip deal. My introduction into real estate. Fast forward a bit, though, I start going to RIAs, and uh, that's always a, a recommendation for anybody. If any of your audience is newer, and they're like, "Hey, where do I start? Where do I go to meet people?" RIAs are great. They're they're practically free couple dollars uh they get in or you you uh, buy an annual subscription and you meet a lot of other real estate investors but going to ria's and i'm meeting these wholesalers and uh i didn't know what a wholesaler was i i, I want i wanted to be a glorified fix and flipper like the tv guy right <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so i i, I meeting wholesalers at these ria's and i ended up buying a second a second house and that one went really well it took me about three months and i made 20 grand and i was like man that is awesome right and um, I'm like, well, how do I scale this? I'm already thinking about scaling, which was an idiotic mistake, um, especially on your third deal, right? Like, why would you think about scaling? And that's what I did. On my third deal, I bought four houses all at once. We ended up getting, in the, I ended up getting a new, a new contractor because the other, the other one, we didn't see the eye, eye, to eye on some things and I can't remember exactly what it was, but either way, the, the new contractor was way worse. <clears throat> I didn't do my due diligence on him. I didn't check the the RLC, which stands for the Register of Contractors. I didn't check with any previous you know clients that he's worked for. Well, he took me to the cleaners on those four houses, and I lost a quarter million dollars. I lost my obviously my previous flip money. I lost my uh, life savings that I had in my bank account, and then I lost my 401k loan that I took out of the uh, out of my out of my work. And so it it, it slapped me in the face, man. It sent me back to to zero the one good thing I had going for me was I still had my job. And like I said, it was a good job and uh, it was good money. And so at least I had that going for me. Um, but it really was a, uh, it was a blow man. And it it really sucked. In the beginning of your journey, when you lose that kind of money, it hurts where now if I lose like a hundred grand is it hurt. Yeah, of course it hurts. It always sucks losing money, but like, I'm making more money now than I've ever made in my life. So it's easier to make that up. You're able to like catch traction a lot easier and, and make up for that. Those lost dollars were, but then it wasn't as easy. A quarter million dollars, a lot of money. I uh, went into kind of a, kind of a depression, but at the same time, while I was in my depression, I got very determined. You know, I started drinking a lot, got onto a lot of drugs, but at the same time I did not want to give up real estate. And I was very determined. And uh, I actually went on Google And I searched, how do wholesalers get deals? Because I'm hearing about all these wholesalers bringing me deals, you know, they're bringing me deals. I'm hearing how they're getting deals for little to no money down. And of course, now I got no money before I had a little bit of money. And so now I'm like, well, how do these wholesalers get deals? Because I got no money and I I still wanted to get deals. And I go online, I type in, how do wholesalers get deals? And freaking Sean Terry pops up. (laughs) So I buy his course with a flip to freedom, and that was my entryway to real estate, man. That, you know, that was how I uh, started wholesaling. And I eventually started fixing and flipping again. And uh, I actually got okay at it. I was never like the guy who would run 20 flip jobs at a time with multiple crews. But I'd always have like five or six going. Um, but I really turned the gas up on the wholesaling. So that's that was my uh, entryway into real estate, man. <laughs>
1: That's amazing, man! And shout out to Sean Terry, man. He pops up all the time, and he's in your hood too, right? You, guys, you I, got-
0: I love him, man. Yeah, he's in my backyard. And what I love about him, man, is that it's just that he's all around uh, a good man. Like he's got, I, 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 I'm always working on four things in my life, and uh, these are what I call my four pillars: spiritual, physical, mental, and financial. And typically, if you get these out of three, the financial comes with it. Well, Sean has has always worked on those two. And he's always all about that. He's a God-loving man. He he loves his family. He loves, you know, life in general. And I love that about him. And I tell people that real estate saved my life because it really did. By being around people like that, by being around people like yourself, being in a family mastermind, other masterminds, people who are trying to level up and get better in life. And uh, because before I was going nowhere, man, I was a drug addict. I was a drinker. I, I didn't have, I wasn't married. I mean, I was uh, going through women like, nothing right it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't commit <clears throat> no kids now i'm married now i have a 21 month old daughter i've been sober for years and this is all because of real estate all because i was chasing the dangling carrot put in front of me i wanted the, i wanted more money and so i tell everybody man i real estate saved my life because it really did it, it really did save my life and uh i even wrote a book uh i, I don't know if it's ever gonna come out because uh, i have a a writer proof. It's taking forever, but it, there might be a book coming out this year. I'm hoping at the if the stars align, but uh, it's called "How Real Estate Saved My Life."
1: Dude, that's amazing. I would love to read that. So I'll definitely, I'll definitely be. Uh, I'll do a giveaway when the book comes out. We'll give away. Oh, that'd be some fun. Book. Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. man. You know, it's, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about Sean Terry yesterday. He's almost like the Carlton Sheets of like the 2000s. Like more and more people are now are like, is. man, I got the, the Sean Terry course. You know, it's
0: like kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like a whole generation came up through Sean Terry, right? <laughs> and uh, I was—I I feel like I was like on the back end of that generation. You know what I mean? It was like 2016, 17. <clears throat> and I, 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 let me tell you another story with Sean. Uh, I ended up joining his mastermind, the boardroom at the time. He's no longer part of boardroom. He's got his own thing going on, which is great, by the way. Um, but I ended up joining boardroom and, uh, I'm still doing my casino job and a, uh, I'm doing this real estate thing and it's doing really well. <clears throat> I'm running a local business model at the time. And he's just like, every time I go into the mastermind, he's like, man, why don't you quit your casino job and go all in on real estate? He's like, he keeps, he keeps at it right, uh, with me. Right. And I'm like, because I'm making so good, mo- so much money at this. He's like, what well, is it's holding you back. If you could sleep more, because I was burning the candles on both ends. I was like, I was, I was working in the casino all night. And then I was doing real estate all day. And I did that for man, a year and a half and uh, almost two years. And he's like, man, you would be much more productive. Your mind would be in a better spot. You'd get, you know, you're going to find that you make more money. If you just let, let the casino go. And so eventually he kept, he talks me into it. And uh, he makes me swear in front of the boardroom. Uh, Swear to God, by the way, he's like, I want you to swear uh from you know from uh to god and to everyone here that you're gonna quit your casino job by the end of 2018 and this is like towards the beginning of 2018 maybe i can't remember if it was q1 or q2 but he, he makes me swear and he goes and if you don't you have to pay $15,000 to a charity of my choosing and i was like oh gosh man he's really putting the heat on right 15 racks that's a, that's a chunk of change and so i'm like all right so i i, I agree and then uh i'm moving through 2018 right and I'm still doing both and it's getting towards the end of the year. And I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just going to pay him this 15 K <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing both because I'm making so much money at both. Like, why don't I, I just, I don't see why I'm going to quit the casino job. Like uh, so I was going to back out of my, uh, my agreement. And, uh, so that year I ended up going to, uh, Las Vegas and I go to Vegas with a bunch of other blackjack dealers. Right. And, we go out there and we're partying it up, and this is between New Year's, uh, no, between Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we're out there just partying it up, getting crazy. And I end up going ice skating on top, uh, on top of a casino. And it's some of these casinos, where they'll freeze like water over, and you can go skating. And I go up ice skating drunk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's let I me. Mean, this is the first time I've ever been ice skating too. This is the first time I've ever been ice skating, and I go drunk. Yeah, not very smart, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> And I fall and I break my wrist. And as you know, I can't deal cards with a broken wrist. And so I literally feel like that was like God coming down and going, oh, you're trying to back out on your promise, huh? Nope. Boom. And uh, so I saw the sign from God. I immediately came home and I i, I turned in my two weeks to the casino and I made good on my promise. And that's how I went
1: full-time real estate investor. <laughs> that's amazing, man. And I, uh, you know, I think I was telling you a little bit, I had a very similar story yeah. with my hand and everything that I couldn't go back to. I wanted to be a police officer. You can't shoot a gun with an injured hand. But I, I was not happy about that at the time. You know what I mean? When it first happens, you're like, man, but your story is really interesting because I think that more and more I'm in these rooms. I, I talked to somebody recently and she came up to me and she was a sweet lady. And she was like, look, I am so scared to get back into real estate. Like I know the times here, but I took some beatings years ago and I think they look at you and they look at guys like, uh, you know, all the people in family mastermind and all these great guys like David Olds. and yeah. they think like all you did was win. And it's like, no, like every one of those stories is losses. Every mastermind I'm in, like everybody is l- losing six and some of the bigger players, like you're saying, like you could afford to lose a little bit more. Now I was in a mastermind in Florida in June and the guy was about to take like an $8 million hit. And it's like, there's nobody in those rooms who didn't have some butt kicks and he like even my buddy Aljo just, just defended his UFC title this week. And like guy left with the belt and the victory, but he didn't leave out without a bunch of bumps and bruises and beat yeah. up. And I think it's that Rocky story, man, of like how many times you get, how do you keep getting back up? And it's not always easy to get back up, especially when you lose your life savings, man. That, that's a pretty tough one. So
0: it's not, and like I said, in the beginning your journey, not only because the financial hit, but it's like the emotional and the mental, How it, it screws you mentally. You're like, Am I just not meant to, to do this thing? Is it not meant for me? Is this a sign that I'm not supposed to do this? Maybe I'm just supposed to be, you know, stay in the casino for the rest of my life, which I would have, you know, and now, but that was part of my determination. I knew the only way I was going to get that money back is, was to continue forward. Like I had to push forward. If I had just laid down and died and said, oh, I'm not, you know, uh, this is it. This is not it for me um then i'd have never got that money back it would have been it i'd have you know I'd, and i'd still be dealing cards at the casino till t- t- today right and uh who knows and maybe i wouldn't be married and i wouldn't have a baby and i wouldn't be sober and I'd, who knows where i'd be at right and there's so many different like unknowns that um if i if i wouldn't have the determination to get that money back and i'm, I'm a very stubborn individual and i hate losing <laughs> so that that's kind of how that yeah it, it was a very dark moment but at the same time it was a I think it needed to happen. It was part of the plan and it taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me, you know, to basically, you know, do your due diligence and uh, do your research and become a student of the asset class. Even though I've been, I I, I, I tend to, in all my entrepreneur journey, one of the biggest mistakes I make is I always jump in the deep end first (laughs) without becoming a student first. And it always ends up burning me in the beginning, but somehow down the road, it ends up being a very, it end up being a, a great thing. And I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's a, it's an interesting combo because if you're going to be impulsive, you have to be resilient. You know, yes. so you-
0: oh boy. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very true statement.
1: Yeah. It's, I never thought of it like that. So you're talking about some of the lessons and some of the self-talk and things you had going on there some of the ways you got into those first few deals that made everything kind of a mess, what were some of the things that went wrong that people can learn from to not do to jump in and get their butts oh, kicked Jesus. like that?
0: <laughs> so obviously, if you're wanting to be a fix and flipper, you know, and you're, you're, uh, you're out there, contractors are the worst. Like, let me just lay down a table that, that that is the biggest nightmare about being a fixing flipper where like if you're a wholesaler the biggest nightmare is dealing with the homeowners and the buyers and being the glue in the middle and holding the deals together well in in fixing flipping it's the contractors you don't have to deal with the homeowners because the, the property is in your possession but deal, managing people and and every contractor man they 99 or 98 percent are out for themselves right? or so else just uh, to make money and so you have to really do your due diligence on them really do your homework check the register of contractors the roc and this is where you go to your state and uh this is where the contractor hangs their license and you could check if they have any offenses or or, or 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 things against them against their uh their license you could check the attorney general. I did not even know what an attorney general was before I got in the real estate, right? And uh, now I do. I've had the attorney general call me because of the seller, because of wholesaling. It. I've been on both ends now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could check with the attorney general to see if there's any complaints filed against that particular person uh, with a you know a contract being a contractor. And so, doing your proper due diligence, checking the, who he's worked previously in the past. You know, all I did was take a referral from some guy at the RIA who I didn't even know very well. And then I immediately put him on my jobs without doing follow-up on my jobs. Like I would just cut him checks every single week. He would send me pictures and these pictures were other houses. <laughs> and yeah. I was falling for it, cutting him checks. And by the time like two months came around, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I should drive out to these houses and look because we're not finished. I drive out there and nothing was done. And so by the time it was like, it was already too late. And I had to re-wholesale the deals back to the wholesaler I bought them from. And that's all the I lost all the money you know, it, it was a, it was a shit show. Right. So doing, doing the proper research due diligence, following up with, uh, you know, the people he's worked with before. And th- that would have saved me all that headache, maybe having a mentor in place before, because it took me a, a couple lumps on the head before I was like, man, I probably should get a mentor, join a mastermind uh, and see how these other people are doing things because that's really how you get, you kind of cut ahead of the line is, uh, by joining groups, uh, people who are already doing this, or maybe or joining, or having a mentor like Sean Terry, right? Sean Terry is a great example of an, of a mentor. And so that way they can help guide you when they see you doing something maybe idiotic. being like, hey, you know, like I, I wouldn't do it that way. Here's how I would do it because ask me how I know, right? Because they've yeah. been through it. And so that obviously would help. And I, I feel like I was quicker to get a mentor in my wholesale journey because of that mistake though. And it happened to me there as a fix it flipper. I was much more quicker to join the mastermind boardroom was one of the first ones I joined. I was much more quick to hire a mentor and I've had a few mentors along my journey. I probably spent uh, well over a quarter million dollars in self-education, you know, uh, mentors, masterminds or uh, courses even. Right. And so that was a mistake. Uh, and, I uh, made some, um, other mistakes in my wholesale journey too. I'll tell you one of my biggest mistakes, which will lead kind of to our next, our next talking point. One of my biggest mistakes in my wholesale journey was that I had a, a local business and it was decent. It was between five and 10 deals a month, you know, and I'm even, I'm even starting to fix and flip again. So I'm fixing and flipping and making some money with that. And it's like, ah, this you know, I mean, it's not, it's not easy, right? There's still problems everywhere, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Money's coming in, right? And so, and going these masterminds, and and the new and cool thing on the block was to be a nationwide wholesaler. My one of my buddies, Nick Perry, you know, he talks about it all the time. That's how he grew his business was by, via nationwide wholesale. I don't think Nick Perry ever had really a local model. Um, and then Sean Terry started doing nationwide, and it was kind of becoming the the cool thing you're hearing about it on all the different podcasts, everyone started to do it. I'm like, and I want to scale. Because that's what I thought I wanted. So you do it. And then you're like, man, that's not what I want. And you just <laughs> scale yourself right into a prison. You really can. You got to be careful when you scale. All right. Because you can create a beast. And so, like, I wanted to scale. And I'm like, man, it's hard to scale here in Phoenix because we, there's a lot of competition. Um, Even though I'm doing okay. So I decided to go nationwide. Just... One day I turn off all my local marketing. Now, you know, mind you, I already have uh, employees. I got team members. I got an office. I got overhead, right? So like, uh, it's, you know, I got an actual business um, going now. And I, one day I turn off all the local marketing. I turn on all the nationwide marketing. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm a nationwide wholesaler. Big mistake. (laughs) Huge mistake. because The local was what's paying the bills. It was, you know, that's what was feeding me and my family and, and everything that was coming in my my employees' families, right? And I decided to turn it all off. And there are two different business models. I didn't know how to find buyers in Ohio. I didn't know how to comp properties in New Mexico, you know? <laughs> and here I am now, we're, we're, we're doing this local thing. And man, the first three months, I ran deep in the red. And I, I had a lot of sleepless nights, you know, thinking, man, if I keep going in the red like this, I'm going to have to close the doors and uh it was tough and so that was one hard lesson if you got any of your audiences thinking about scaling going nationwide there's nothing wrong with it but make it an arm of your business keep what's paying the the bills on keep it going you create this little small arm you scale this up slowly as you're scaling the local down slowly right and then they're kind of uh you're doing it together and that way you're uh you're learning the new business model as you're 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 slowing the other one down, and you're not shooting yourself in the foot with the money coming in. And so that would be the way to to uh, scale to a nationwide business model. Um, but yeah, out of that though, it's funny how things work because <laughs> like if it went for that pain point that I was going through of uh, being nationwide, being underwater, like not getting my deals sold, I, I think we may we would close like one out of every five to 10 contracts. Like it was bad. Like we we're just throwing deals up on the board and it was fun seeing deals go up on the board. Cause you'd have like 60 deals, but none of them are close. <laughs> <laughs> like what was the point? Right. And uh, so, but uh, born out of that was novation nation because that, a I was in another mastermind. I tell you, man, my success is only because the people I put myself around me right the rooms i get in i mean i, I tell you that I, I don't think i could ever be this successful on my own i wouldn't have been i definitely it, it, that's another uh just uh, for your listeners get around like-minded people as quickly as humanly possible right and uh, pay pay to cut ahead of the line because now i'm in another mastermind and i'm going through this pain and uh, there was a guy there and he's doing this presentation. We all these like, hot seats that, re- you know, we revolve around. And he's talking about how, you know, he made $2.2 2 million the year before. Um, and, but half of that was this thing he called novations. And I was like, what the heck's a novation, right? And I think I had heard it before in real estate school because I was licensed realtor. And uh, so I had heard the term before, but, you know, you never pay attention if it doesn't if it's not pertinent to you. And so he's and he's talking about how he sells half his deals on the MLS to conventional finance buyers. And I was like, no, light bulb went on because I'm going through the pain point and I, I can't sell crap. <laughs> right? So the light bulb went on. I'm like, if I can figure that out, I could keep doing my nationwide business and scale it, and that would fix my problem. And it did it did that that's where novation nation was born from now there was a lot of road bumps in between Then a lot of attorney costs of drafting up new paperwork because the model that they were teaching uh or a lot of the, the old gurus the way they the way they the way they teach it has a lot of liability and i didn't like that part but man i came home i taught it to my team um and uh we 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 uh set out to uh to do Novations and that's how Novation Nation was born. So it's funny how like a, something that happened bad to me in my business or a mistake that I made in my business ended up being a beautiful thing in the long run.
1: If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate soon, whether you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you wanna sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, is figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Reach out to me on any of my social media channels. You will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. That's amazing, man. It goes back to, you know, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes when people see obstacles, they quit and other guys find ways to reinvent themselves and pivot. And it creates all these things. Like I, I heard something recently. It was like this list of some of like the best inventions in the world and what those people initially thought those were going to be. And it was like, no way like stupid stuff like bubblegum was supposed to be, you know, just dumb stuff like that. But that's where right. an that innovation comes from, you know, and some of the things you're talking about, those lessons, like you know, hey, what are some of the ways to to screen your contractors so they don't screw you? What are some of the biggest wholesaling mistakes? These are the things that I always tell people, like, it, it makes me crazy when they think they're going to watch a five-minute YouTube video and that's everything <laughs> you need. I'm like, man, I didn't read in a book, like, what happens when the day before closing the person gets thrown in the loony bin? Or like, you know, like, oh, it's crazy, man. So you meet people around you like that, right. man. It's, it's amazing. But so talking about kind of your crown jewel here, so we know why you- pivoted into novations, but what exactly yeah. is a novation agreement what are the benefits i, of it?
0: I, I feel like i was forced into it <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I forced myself into it right um so the uh terminology no, terminology of novation the actual legal terminology of it, it novation stands for replacement of agreement that's all it means replacement of agreement so you have a contract whether it's a contract to buy your car to buy your house doesn't matter and you're going to bring in another contract, and it replaces it. It could be a lease. Uh, it happens very uh, commonly in the uh, commercial space. You can novate your your uh, your office lease. Um, in fact, I might be novating this lease here uh, soon because I'm moving to Puerto Rico at the end of the year. We can touch on that too. Uh, but uh, so novation means replacement of contract or replacement replacement of agreement. And so all you're doing in in wholesaling, you're going to go out and you get a contract from the seller. And then you find a buyer, and you're signing the rights over to the buyer of the initial contract. So that initial contract stays in place. With novation, you're going to get a contract from the seller. You're going to go out to the marketplace, aka MLS. That's what we typically use. Find a buyer, and then that new con- you're going to get a whole new contract with this buyer, and that contract trumps the initial contract. It novates the initial contract. So this contract is gone. Now we're in assignments. Remember you're, you're, you're operating all the way to closing off that contract Innovations. novations. This is gone. Now you're operating off this BC contract. Um, and that's how all the title wake t- title work is processed. That's where the lending comes in and uh, underwrites from, and that's how you're able to get paid too, because the way we get paid is we just put a lien in the property. So we novate the contract. We put a lien against the property and then we're getting paid up via lien payoff at closing because uh, any co- conventional underwriter will approve a lien payoff, a, a mortgage, is a lien payoff, a, uh, a contractors, a mechanics lien, that's a lien payoff, right? And they're always approved. They'll never approve an assignment because you're not uh, a, you're not a party to the uh, the deal. And so this is the way around that. And so it think of, and we like to think of it as wholesaling without Taking possession. That's how we treated novations. For a lot of the uh the old school way of thinking is partnering with the seller, uh, you know, you know getting the power of attorney from the seller, collecting the seller's proceeds and the paying the seller afterwards, signing the deed on the seller's behalf. We don't do any of that stuff, by the way, because all that stuff leaves a lot of liability on the table. And as I was trying to scale the model, because at my height, I was doing about 60 deals. Or so we'd have 60 deals on the board of Novations. And uh, so when you scale something like that, you want to make sure you have the least amount of liability as possible. So I spent literally tens of thousands of dollars with my attorney uh, to uh, structure the Novation Nation. And a lot of people are like, well, you created Novation Nation. I kind of, it's actually my attorney who created it. (laughs) I just paid him tens of thousands of dollars and he created the Novation Nation. Now I went out there and I practiced it and I perfected it as far as like, any of the, the the problems or the you know barriers you might hit doing these type of deals um and but uh yeah man that's how it was kind of born and uh i feel like it's an excellent model because you can literally you can nobody a deal in any type of market right now everyone's worried about real estate how you how you mentioned earlier people are worried about what well, what's going on with the uh, the market as a whole with the fed raising the interest rates and everything else going on and even in a downturning market with interest rates going up, retail never dies. You always have retail. If you go back to the 1980s when the interest rates were 20%, you still had retail. And so Novations is retail. And uh, you're not selling to the uh, end investor. You're, you're selling to uh, maybe a mom and pop investor, uh, someone who wants to move in and put a little sweat equity into the property, but he can get conventional financing on it. Or maybe he's at an FHA loan. That he wants to use. Uh, those are my least favorite is the FHA and VA because you do have to do uh, minimum repairs before closing. we conventional. You only, you can do buyer credits, which is really cool. It's um, a great model, man. And uh, my average assignment fee nationwide was $17,000. My average novation fee nationwide is $33,000. So the, the spreads are bigger um and uh, i'm able to i'm able to tap into the biggest buyer pool in the uh there's there, that there is possibly and that is your your financed buyers looking for properties on the mls that is the biggest pool you're going to tap into period you know so it it it, it, it works great you can nobate deals in small towns like when you're doing nationwide ppc you have a lot of leads that come in from more rural areas and those rural areas are very hard to wholesale um you might want to take them down and hotel them or you can novate them and uh as long as you got some retail transaction in the area which you would go on the mls and look uh you can novate that deal so
1: that's awesome man it's uh, funny i got a deal this morning and i was actually thinking about like maybe this will be my first novation one it's like all this stuff's kind of lined up for it i feel like it'd be a perfect one so maybe Maybe that'll be my first one. Once over there, you do but-
0: your first, you'll see how easy it is. It, it, you'll, you'll run into some problems and don't get me wrong. It, it, nothing is perfect. Right. But like, you'll see like, Oh, I went that bad and I made this much. <laughs> and then it's the next time you do it, it's like even easier then easier. And then, yeah, uh, it, it's just that first one.
1: Yeah. That's how it always is. Right. First one's always the hardest. It's one always that way, man. Yeah. I,
0: when I was wholesale, when I first got wholesale, got into wholesaling, when I bought Sean Terry's course, the time I bought his course, I got my first deal was ten months. Oh
1: shit.
0: From the sec, the 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 first to second deal, one month. Why is that? You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it, it's always the first one, and then it's like something to do with like a proof of concept, and then you exactly. you got it, un- it under your skin now, and you understand it. You can go out and rinse and repeat and replicate it again. I guess it's a lot easier. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it's 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 strange like that.
1: Yeah, I think it ties into, I was just listening to the new David Goggins book, and he was talking about the difference between hope and belief. He's like, everybody yeah. hopes they can do things, but there's a big difference when you actually believe you can, and I think that's what it is. When you first start, you're like, I hope I can do this, and then you do when you're like, I believe I can do this right. now. Now I'm going to go, so it just changes things a little bit, but you know, as – As far as like the benefits to Novations, if I'm following this correctly, the reason it's a little bit different than a wholesale deal is because in a wholesale deal, you'd be buying low and selling low because you got to get it at a discount. And then you have to sell it to another investor and they're going to want a discount. Whereas here, you're getting it at a discount, but you're selling it to a retail buyer at market value. So you have a bigger spread because you have a bigger buyer's pool that's really a retail buyer. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, one of the
0: biggest mistakes that a lot of people do when they're first getting into Novations is they will comp the deal to ARV deals, right? You know, the, the, everyone is, everybody's so used to ARV. Wholesalers, fix and flippers. But you got to remember, appraisers, the appraisal guy, he does not know what an ARV is. The, the, the terminology of ARV was created by the wholesaler or maybe the fix and flipper. I'm not sure which one created the, it. It's probably the fix and flipper. Um, they created ARV, but the appraiser doesn't come out to your house and go, oh, the ARV of this house will be 350. No, they, they yeah. don't look at it like that. You know, they, they look at the, uh, what I call at the as-is value. What, what is the value of the, the, the condition it sits in now? Okay, so has it ever been updated? No, it's built in 1980, never updated. Okay, now we need to find comps that were built in 1980 that never been updated. So we need, we need like-type comparables to really lock in that as is value. Now, I'd say that's probably the biggest mistake when people first start doing ovation. they'll list a the property for ARV. And it's like, no, we need to be realistic with our numbers. Very realistic. Now, now nine times out of 10, it's still a lot more money than you could offer cash and wholesale and, and doing that whole song of pony dance. But you still need to be realistic with your numbers.
1: That makes total sense. Now, a couple more a few things here, and then I wanna pivot into another thing I find really interesting, but. Besides just the ARV stuff, what would you say some of the like top three mistakes would be for people that are doing novations right now? So definitely the ARV stuff. I mean, that's probably the, the number one thing I hear all the time.
0: Number two, I would say that and, and this it comes to the top of mind because this is probably the most important, and that's the paperwork. Having the right paperwork in order before you go into a deal is crucial. I've heard horror stories where people have just from the paperwork not being uh, worded correctly, they cut themselves out of the deal when they novated. You know, they didn't have the lien in place because they didn't have the proper paperwork. Maybe the novation indemnification agreement didn't say they could do this. And it's, you got to make sure you have the proper paperwork or you can cut yourself right out of the deal. Um, And the next mistake, Let's see, there's a few, man. I mean, I, I, I would say probably one of the biggest ones is, is probably getting deals that uh, with unrealistic time expectations. So like, you need to be very careful. So if you're in a nobody deal here in Phoenix, I'm probably gonna be okay with 60 days or less on the contract. And I can set those expectations with a homeowner. But if I'm out in Casa Grande, which is about 40 minutes south here of Phoenix, and it's a little cow town, um, I need to go on the MLS and see what my average days on market are. I need to see what's what's the, how quickly the inventory is turning over. And I need to be realistic with my time expectation too now. Not only with my pricing expectation, but my time expectation. And I need to, I need to fully disclose that to the seller. Because transparency is key with novations in the seller. In wholesaling, we're trying to keep everything secret. You keep it secret from the seller that you're selling the contract. You're keeping a secret for the buyer and how much you're making. It's all this gray secret. I hate wholesaling. God, I hate it. Novations, you get to be fully transparent with everything. And I feel like it's hard for wholesalers to kind of get over that hump of the transparency, but you need to be very transparent with your seller. If your seller needs that money in two weeks, you can't novate the deal and you need to be be transparent with your seller. I'm asking, Mr. Seller, if you want the extra $10,000 that I'm I'm trying to give you here, we're going to need X amount of time. I can't give you the money in 14 days. If you want the money in 14 days, here's the number, that's it. You don't, you don't give them uh, the novation. And that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see. So be realistic on your time. Check the MOS. See what the average days on market are. If the average days on market are 90 days because it is a small ca- cow town in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you better be very realistic with your seller because when it comes, you know, 45 days in and your seller is calling you, that's how deals blow up. And so transparency is key with novations.
1: That's huge, man. That's such great info. So if you're going to be going into a market now and you're going to be looking to dispo it on the MLS, people tend to say no when they're confused or they don't understand what's happening. How <laughs> right. hard is it to find a real estate agent and call them up and be like, God, oh, this is Corey. And here's this thing that I'm doing. Like, do they push away? Is it difficult to get a sure. lot of resistance?
0: Sure um we got really good though uh one thing we got good at with the whole nationwide wholesaling is when you're trying to look for buyers in virtual markets one of the te- techniques is to call realtors in that area you know co-call them and be like hey do you have any off-market buyers that'd be interested in, you know in this house in this neighborhood or whatever and we got really good at that and so that's all we would do we would co-call realtors and uh the and one of the first questions you always want to ask a realtor when you're calling them to see if they'll do list your innovation deals, ask them if they work with wholesalers, if they work with investors. Because ideally, if they work with wholesalers or they work investors, that means they work in the gray area a little bit. They're not so tight on, you know, uh, the, the regulations and everything. And they might be willing to list your property. Same with your title companies too. If they're if they're willing to do a wholesale deal, there's some there's some title companies, I don't even know what assignment it is. I I I some of these small towns, shit, you're not. And uh, so if they work with wholesalers and they understand the wholesaling concept, so you, you take that and you educate them a little bit more. Like we used to have a very um, simple, uh, what we call our credibility video. I love it because it's a little cartoon video that was explained to the homeowner exactly what we're doing step-by-step, step, fully transparent. It was great. It's a little cartoon. I had, a, had it made up on fiber. I would also send that to the realtors. I mean, look, here's what we're doing. I just show them the, the paperwork here's how we're doing it. It's legal. You can look it up. You can even ask your board. Novations is a real thing. It's usually commonly practiced in the commercial space. And so we'd, we'd be fully transparent with them. And it's assuming they work with investors or wholesalers, they, 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 they might do it now, not all of them. There's still going to be some that say no. And it's, you just have to go down the list and you're going to hear no's all the time. It's like anything else, right? You're always going to hear no. And until you hear the yes. And then once you hear the yes, and then once you work with them and they do a good job, Well, then you better put them in your Rolodex and you keep them and you go back to them every single time you get a deal in that market. Now you know who to call. And so we have a long list. We got a long list of realtors all over the nation that are very novation friendly.
1: That's awesome, man. Is is it very similar? What what tips would you give for looking for a, an innovation-friendly title company or closing attorney? Pretty,
0: pretty much the same, ma'am. Uh, you're going to call them, explain them what you're trying to do. Most of them are not going to understand what you're trying to do. Um, one easy way, if you do have a business model that you are making some pretty good money, I would encourage to find a good transaction company that understands this, because if, the, if you can get a transaction company under your belt that understands how to do innovation, seller financing, wholesaling, the, everything then they'll find the title companies for you. They, will, they have the relationships in place to deal with all the BS. And all you got to do is give the file to them. And then who we use is who you mentioned earlier is David Olds with EZREI. Those guys are phenomenal. They understand novation. The fact, I flew out to his office and I sat with his whole team one day teaching novations. And then they, they, they got to a point where they understood it so well. They were able to teach me some things, especially about the back end with title work that's that's their that's their wheelhouse, right? And that's what they understand. So get someone like that uh, on the back end of your operation, man makes a world of difference because we are not we're not paperwork people. We're not most of us <laughs> aren't even integrators. Like I'm a horrible integrator. Like we're visionaries. We want to we, we we love the 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 hunt. We love the sell. We love getting the deal. We obviously love getting the the paycheck. but we do not love the reading title abstract and figuring out what the heck I got to do to get this thing to clear so I can get paid. I am horrible at that. <laughs> and so I'll let those guys do it. And then you're coupling in with novations. Remember novations is retail you're doing, you have to do everything on the up and up now because you're held to, you're, you're doing uh, stuff to a higher standard. Now you do have realtors representing you, which is good. They're the ones held to that higher standard, but the whole transaction is going to get processed to a higher standard than your typical off-market wholesale deal, so remember that. Um, so it's good to have something like someone like Easy EZRE, Easy REI, and they they know all the relationships. Otherwise, you're going to have Josh, who's, who's my guy here. He would sit here all day cold calling title companies, explaining the process to them until one said yes. And once again, once you get one it says yes, like I can think of one at the top of my head. World class title; those guys are amazing. Uh, they're like in five different states, and uh, I, like, like Ohio, Florida, uh, Georgia but they're amazing. They'll do no, they'll do novations. You can put them in your Rolodex and you know who to call if you get a deal there again. And uh, yeah, that's the best advice I could do. Uh, that, I, I, I can recommend that. But, I mean, it's like anything else. Novation is so new right now, especially in the retail space that you are going to do a lot of educating, a lot of explaining the same thing over and over and over again. And like I said, sometimes we got to do that with our wholesale deal.
1: It's like, man, you haven't heard of an assignment. Like you've never heard of Sean Terry but <laughs> come, like, come on man <laughs> no that's awesome man and shout out to david Olds. that guy's so freaking cool man uh, he was on the podcast he's part of family mastermind he's a goat. such an awesome guy man just go give it's funny
0: around. i know david the, the mastermind i was telling you i, I learned the the concept novation from that's the mastermind i met david Olds at oh, now, wow. obviously <laughs> yeah he didn't own easy rei closings then he, he was only had he only had a wholesale business uh, but yeah, we became good friends, and we stayed good friends, and uh, we talk, you know, all the time. Um, yeah, he's 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 one of my close friends in this uh, in, in this niche, man. I love David. Olds. He's a he's a true go giver, too, man.
1: That's awesome, man. And uh, you know, for people who didn't really hear in the beginning when we went to Family Mastermind, shout out to Matt Andrews for putting it on, but I knew you, I recognized you, I was following your stuff. And I was like, embarrassed to come. I was like, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to bother. And then eventually I was like, man, I've seen him like eight times. now. now he probably sees me staring at him like a freaking weirdo. So I was like, (laughs) Hey man, like, nice to meet you, whatever. And I, dude, you're just such a cool guy that you, I was like, I shot you a message on Instagram, just saying hi. And you were like, well, don't shoot me a message on that. And I was like, oh, and you're like, Hey, here's my phone number, man. Shoot me a text. And I was like, what a fucking good guy man like that was so cool man that was, that was awesome so i really appreciate, Thanks, it. appreciate it very sincere and that's part At of that like- time
0: i was doing a lot of outbound uh posts on uh ig and a lot of like engagement uh through the dms so i mean i would probably just saw your message eventually through the dm but it might it might have been a week later might have yeah. been two weeks later <laughs> but i'm like man if you, you want to get like yeah, just shoot me a text like that's a that's the easiest way
1: yeah super cool dynamic over there because a lot of the ones i go to like and, and i do connect with people but a lot of the time it's like well reach out to my assistant have her call her, like, yeah, just I, like I get it all the time
0: too man and, and even at the family uh, there's a couple of guys who we networked with and like yeah I only contact me on Voxer. it's like Voxer, <laughs> like who uses Voxer? <laughs> okay okay i'll contact you there I, i'll go through the hoop right i get it you're you're running a very high level operation <laughs> high level mastermind you know got like you know big giant development projects going on so he's a busy
1: guy but yeah that's um. weird well i appreciate it man so like pivoting now like you said you keep pivoting in the business and things are new you know innovations are new but i was blown away to hear that you're going so deep now into crypto so i would love to hear about that i haven't had anybody come on probably honestly since nick perry um or maybe austin rutherford but it's been a while and you know, me not knowing, I would think, like, well, why crypto? It's a bad time. So, change my mind, Bingo. man. Talk to me all about crypto.
0: Bingo. You just hit the hell in the head. What does Warren Buffett always say? Buy when they're fearful, sell when they're greedy. There's never so much, a never truer saying, even in the crypto space. So, I'll kind of tell you my story. I got into crypto uh, in 2020 and 21. Uh, came in and you know, ooh, shiny object, right? I go in there and I buy, and it's another th- thing that you know, I didn't do too much due diligence on. I, d- I jumped in the deep end and I got rinsed and washed out, lost money. And I was like, man, I know there's something to this. So I i started treating crypto, and this is why I'm doing real estate too. So I'm burning candles, the candles at both ends. It reminded me of when, I was back, when I was a blackjack dealer, I was dealing cards all night and doing real estate all the day. Now that it's been, it's got reversed, I was doing real estate all day. And I was doing crypto all night. And I was literally, I was joining masterminds. I hired a mentor. I started going to events. I started surrounding myself of other crypto investors who were successful. Ones who became millionaires, even a couple billionaires. I I met out in uh, Puerto Rico. I started surrounding myself around these people and figuring out what makes them tick, what made them successful in their crypto journeys. I started treating it the same way I treated real estate. And that's when I started having success, is when I became a student of the asset class, instead of treating it like a casino, like going in and trying to make, you know, a quick million dollars and be, ah, you know what I mean? That's how most people treat crypto. And uh, so all all through 2020, you know, towards the end of 21 and 22, I became a student. And I started really towards the end uh, or probably the middle of 22 I started doing uh, a lot of allocation to my portfolio. So first in any asset class, and this is what I've really learned. First comes learning and the uh, due diligence p- part of the the process of any uh, of, of attaining wealth. First is your due diligence in the asset class. With due diligence and understanding comes uh, confidence. Once the confidence is there, with enough confidence comes allocation. With allocation and enough allocation, that's what leads to the financial freedom. And that's any, any asset class, stocks, real estate, or crypto. And so I was going through the stages, and I was going through my allocation stage, and got to about the end of 2022. And through my allocation in crypto, I was making so much money in crypto that I didn't really have to do anything ever again in my life. So I started winding, I started winding down the real estate company. Now we still have some deals. Don't get me wrong. We have a few deal, we have a few deals on the board, mainly problematic deals. So we're still trying to get to the finish line. We had a closing last week. I think we got two more in the next couple of weeks, but wound down the majority of my uh my real estate business because I'm just making so much in crypto right now, it's, it's it's just been an absolute blessing. I mean, I couldn't. Been more happier with what's going on and with crypto, man. It's uh, we are at the right time, at the right the right place, at the right time right now because we're in this bottom of this bear market, and uh, crypto works in four year cycles, and it's always based around the Bitcoin having the next Bitcoin halving is in March of 2024. That's when the next bull run will return, and it works in cycles every single time. Smart money is getting in right now. BlackRock is buying right now. This is the first market cycle that BlackRock got in. And so they've been been laddering their buys in. And it's during this time. They're not going to be buying during the bull run. By the time you're hearing about it on the news, how everybody's getting rich and people are buying Lamborghinis and how it's the best thing since sliced bread. By the time you hear about that, you're too late. And when you're coming in and buying, you're what's called now exit liquidity. Because smart money is getting out as new dumb money is getting in, and the cycle repeats itself. Now that new dumb money can stay a while and learn about the asset and become smarter about it, or they can just get washed out and say, "Hey, it's a scam. It's a Ponzi. It doesn't work. I'm done." And that's what happens with a lot of uh, a lot of retail. And so, right now is the time of accumulation. So you literally here's. You know, I'm going to do it very much money too, because the great thing about crypto is you you don't need to bet the farm to buy the farm. I love that <laughs> saying. You can literally go on CoinMarketCap right now and take the top five cryptos, Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Shiba Inu, maybe Cardano, maybe XRP. I'm not sure what's up there because I don't buy those. I do a lot more due diligence and digging and I find crypto that uh, produces passive income. Um, I like to, I like to buy crypto that's like real estate. But you can go, and uh, if you don't want to do too much uh, learning about the asset class and, and and going deep down the rabbit hole, you can go right now because we are in the bottom of the market. Do not do, do not let this uh, uh, do do not mistake this is the bottom. Like we are there, we have been there. Bitcoin hit its bottom probably right after the FTX collapse, when the Sam Bankman Freed Sam Bankman fraud whole thing happened. And so right now, if you accumulate the top five cryptos and just hold, don't trade, hold them in your portfolio till 2025 and then sell, you can make millions of dollars. Just playing that one strategy. That's it. And that's all big money does. And that's all Warren Buffett does in the stock market. Warren Buffett's not a trader. He just plays the market cycles. That's all he does. And he's one of the richest guys in the world because of that.
1: Man, that's incredible. You touched on something, too, that I think is really interesting. When you talked about the bull run going on in 2024, I think there's a lot of things that people are forgetting about because in 2024, the presidential elections coming up. Oh, yes. Thank
0: you for touching on that. Dude. You have the presidential elections. And if you look at the S&P 500, which is the granddaddy in stocks, which is kind of the granddaddy of the economy, if you really Cause that's what, that's your top 500 businesses. The longest bear market that we've ever experienced in the S and P 500 was 36 months back in 1938, 1938. We had a 36 month long bear market. We are 17 months in the bear market right now of the S&P 500, meaning even if we go the full 36 months or even a little longer, let's just, okay, we'll push it out some because the Fed keeps uh, uh, wrecking the markets with the interest rates. Even if we go a little longer, it still puts us somewhere in the middle of 2024, same time the presidential elections are happening, same time the Bitcoin halving is happening. We are on course or on par for a cryptocurrency super cycle. This time around,
1: I think that's incredible, man. And it's 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 interesting because the same thing with the real estate stuff. But yeah, they tear everything down, they set it on fire, and every time there's about to be a new election, I tell everybody somebody's okay. going to come in and be like, "I'm going to fix it. I'm going to save the day." So like that's that definitely is it, the man. time man. They,
0: they trick us every time, bro. It, you know, they're they're the ones that were holding the match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we were saying yesterday it's like they're <laughs> yeah. they're the uh, they're the arsonist that is now going like I'll save the I'll put the fire out. It's like you started right. the fire. You, you started know? the fire, bro.
0: So, you know, what we're doing right now is I'm not giving up real estate. Don't get me wrong. I love real estate. I do. Now I don't really love all the fighting of the sellers and the buyers and the contractors, like all that stuff. Like, But like the actual asset class itself is beautiful. And what we want to do is we want to use crypto as a wealth creation tool and use real estate as a wealth preservation tool. And that's how the rest of my journey is going to look like moving forward. And uh, going into this next market cycle, and if we play our cards right, and uh, I could bring up charts and everything to kind of show this, we are probably going to see a real estate towards its bottom, bottoming. Which it, it might not go down that much. We don't know. I don't think it's going to be as bad as 2006 and or or eight, or it could. I don't know. Right? I don't have the crystal ball. But w- real estate's really slow to react to everything. It's a, it, it's a it's man it's a it's a it's a turtle <laughs> when it comes to how quickly it reacts to markets. And we could probably see a real estate at a bottoming when crypto is at its all time top. Imagining exiting out of the marketplace in crypto, where you have the highest appreciating asset known to mankind, because that's what crypto is. And then placing that money into real estate where it's at its bottom legacy wealth, legacy. wealth. here's a fun little fact. I'll, I'll give you a couple of them. If you had to put $1 into Bitcoin in 2009, now I get it, we didn't know about it in 2009, I get it, right? But like, this is just for fun. If you had put $1 when Bitcoin first came out in 2009 and sold at the last market top in November of 2021, you would have made $6.5 million. Bitcoin did a 6.5 million X from its bottom, from its top. Like I said, cryptocurrency is the highest appreciating asset known to mankind. Here's another fun little fact. In 2020 and 21, that was the last bull run, there was more millionaires and billionaires created in just 2 years than any other niche in the world including real estate and including business ownership yeah cryptocurrency is here to stay and it's here to change the world cryptocurrency was invented to get rid of middlemen it was get rid of it was invented to get rid of the banks so like all these people keeping their money on centralized exchanges i don't understand it like the whole ftx collapse Cryptocurrency was invented to get rid of that. It was invented to to teach you to be your own bank, to teach you to have self-sovereignty, to teach you to have censorship-resistant peer-to-peer transactions, to, to basically give you your freedom back from what we've been enslaved by from our government, banking system, and the fiat currency. And in the future, we have a thing what's called CBDC coming. Now, I don't wanna go too much into conspiracy stuff, but CBDCs could get really deep down the rabbit hole. Basically, the money that we know it today, this stuff here will go away. And you're gonna have the government's crypto and it's called CBDC. It stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. And it's a real thing, look it up, it's coming. The uh, the United States has already approved it. And you're gonna either be in CBDCs and not have freedom or you're going to be in DeFi. DeFi stands for decentralized finance. And that will be the only place where you will have sovereignty is in DeFi. And so this is the way the, the, the future looks. And I don't want to get too much into conspiracy stuff on the show, but do some homework on it. Cryptocurrency fixes a problem with humanity right now. It's, it, it kind of ties back to where you fix the money, you fix the, you fix the world kind of thing. And that's what crypto does. So um, I'm, I'm very passionate about it, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, it's been an absolute blessing of a journey that I've been on this last you know, couple of years. And uh, our journey is to tie real estate and crypto together. And we have a podcast too. And if, you, if, if any of your listeners ever are, are, are curious about some of this, we, uh, we we're on Monday through Friday. And we interview crypto millionaires and billionaires. And we interview them live on our show kind of like how you do here, where we want to, we want them to tell their story on how they got successful. And I want to also hear how where they messed up at. <laughs> like, Tell us your mistakes, bro, so I don't make that mistake, <laughs> right? And so that's what's so beautiful about having these podcasts and these, uh, you know, meetups and masterminds and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, man, that's kind of where I'm at in the journey. And it's been an absolute blast. We have a mastermind too, that where we're teaching people how to do crypto the right way, the safe way where you hold your own keys, where you interact directly with the blockchain yourself, where you're being your own bank. And so we teach people how to do that. Nothing we do, like it says, on centralized exchanges. We're going to teach you to be your own custodian. And uh, that's what we're doing in the group. And we just partnered with Robert Allen. I don't know if you guys know who Robert Allen, he wrote the book, Nothing Down. Um, I, I love Robert Allen. He's kind of the goat in the industry. He reminds me like, he, he came right after Carlton Sheets. You got Carlton Sheets. And then I was like, Robert Allen, he came out in the 80s, right? And he said, you can buy real estate with nothing down. It's like, really? What, dude? Come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he proved it. He proved it. And uh, so he also wrote a book called Multiple Streams of Income, where he, uh, he studies different asset classes, and then he creates you know uh, uh, passive income out of those asset classes. And he's taken our crypto strategies and what we do, our passive, the way we make passive income out of crypto, and he's putting it in his book uh and and we're gonna have a chapter which is really cool and so he's a member of our mastermind now and it's it's a blessing to work with a legend robert allen
1: that's incredible man he literally is the reason i got into real estate he personally personally like got me into real estate like and i'm sure he has no idea but like you know it's i haven't seen him in 20 years or whatever it might be but that's awesome man so for people because i said right from the beginning before we started recording i get excited about listening to people talk about stuff they're excited about and you were clearly excited about crypto and now i'm excited about crypto so if i want to hear about your mastermind how do we connect with you how do we find that stuff social media websites talk yeah. talk, talk, all the ways to connect
0: it's the best of socials man uh, that way you can reach out to me directly if you reach out to me directly on facebook i'm more uh, to respond to you I, I, i'll in, interact with you directly you can try instagram but facebook is cory geary instagram is the cory geary and then Twitter, it's definitely just me responding on Twitter. And Twitter, you can find me, Corey Geary. And the reason why I have a Twitter is because crypto lives on Twitter. Crypto lives on Twitter, Telegram, and YouTube. And so oh. I don't talk any real estate stuff on my Twitter. Like, it's all crypto. Um, We're on Facebook, you know, you, you'll get a mix. You'll see some real estate stuff. You'll see some crypto stuff. But uh, so, yeah, Corey Geary is the best way. Just DM me um, and uh, let me know if you saw the show. You know, if you're interested in Novation Nation. Then go to NovationNation.com or DM me, and I'll give you a small little discount uh, if you're interested in the course. And then uh, if you're interested in the uh, the Crypto Mastermind, we can set up a call. Uh, we make sure we qualify. Everybody's coming in. They got to make sure they have the right mindset. Obviously, they have to be making money in their uh, their business already. We want entrepreneurs. We want real estate investors, but we want you know some high-level guys in there. We have 90 members in the group right now, and there's a lot of movers and shakers in there. It's It's, it's a great group, so there is a qualifying process that we got to do if you want to come into the crypto mastermind, but then we can book a call and explore that option.
1: Man, I think that that's really exciting. I think you're really onto something with mixing the two and timing the market and everything. I'm excited to watch your journey. Definitely interested in uh, reminding me when the book comes out, I'll have you on, we'll do a giveaway. Yeah, that will be you, fun, sir- dude. You've obviously brought your A-game to everything you've done in the past. I'm sure everything you are done in the future is going to be the same way. And of course, this interview has been no different. You definitely brought your A-game to this podcast twice, actually. So thank you very much, <laughs> sir, for that. Any final thoughts before I let you go about your day? Yeah, man, I would
0: just say uh, being an entrepreneur, it's it's tough, right? And you're going to have days where you want to give up. And you hear people like, oh, well, you got to know your why. And that's how you're going to be able to make it through the tough days and the the struggles. And, and then you ask people like all the time, like, Oh, what's your why? And you'll hear all kinds of answers. Like, Oh, my, why is my kids, my why is because I want to prove to my dad, I can do it or whatever it is. My why is because I want to, you know, support the kids in uh, you know, the Philippines or whatever it may be. And well, I'm going to, I got news for you. And this is very controversial. Well, that's a wrong answer. Your why should only be one thing and one thing only. It has to be you. You have to learn to love yourself and come a, come from a place of knowing that you deserve true wealth, true abundance, and that you're worth it to add this value to the world. And that's the place you have to come from. And then you can be like, oh, my kids are now my part of my why. Because obviously my daughter is. I to love my daughter to death, right? And I would do anything for her. But like I couldn't be, I couldn't come from that standpoint um the way I do, unless I love myself first and knew that I was worth. Investing in and going after it and doing what I do. So knowing your true why, it needs to be you.
1: That's a mic drop right there, sir. You are incredible. I appreciate you. Definitely check the show notes for all the ways to connect with Corey. Definitely reach out to him about his masterminds and his and his courses for crypto and for real estate. You're an awesome dude. I really appreciate it, man. I owe you one. Have a great day, everybody. Appreciate it, Nick.